Lecture topic: Deceptive enjoyment of sin. Continuing with the malfuzad, the statements of our Sheikh Hazrat Mullah Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi. There's another malfuz here, another statement. The topic of this is Gunah ki pur fareb lazat ki misal. The example of the deceptive enjoyment of sin. Sin, it promises a lot of enjoyment. But that enjoyment that it promises is a very big deception. This is a great hoax and a deception that it catches a person in. So this is giving an example of this. First he says, Gunaah ki lazzat se pana mango. Us lazzat se Allah mahfuz farmaye. First he says that ask Allah Ta'ala's protection from the so-called enjoyment of sin. Allah Ta'ala save us from this. Then further he says, Gunaah me ek lazzat rak di hai, us lazzat par mat jana. Bas do minute ki lazzat hai, uske baad taklif hi taklif hai. If there is some kind of very very superficial enjoyment in sin but the enjoyment of two minutes and then a lifelong of misery so now this is not something that any intelligent person will say is good that for two minutes he attains some kind of enjoyment and then for endlessly is being in, his, in this turmoil this is not intelligence in any way then as it gives the example of what is this enjoyment all about as shaitan and nafs make it appear to us the example that thereafter is given just to summarize the example in these areas in India, Pakistan etc in the rural areas a very common thing perhaps in our country also this might be something that happens in the rural areas so the dung the dung of the animals is collected this is then used for various things for fuel and sometimes for fertilizer and whatever so now the dung is all collected and heaped but now when the dung is heaped in one place sometimes it suddenly it rains now that dung is very fertile in itself so now when it rains so out of the blue that whole heap of dung it just suddenly sprouts with all kinds of grass and whatever else in a short while the whole place is covered with all this grass and all whatever other things have now grown out of it so now from the distance person can see something very lush now when he sees this very lush piece of land there or whatever he gets attracted to it it looks very lush and the person who hasn't seen the dung underneath this very lush grass or whatever is there he'll get attracted to it because he doesn't know what's lying under him. But now when he finally got there, uh, he came running headlong, dived into it, because now it's looking so lush and sounding like very comfortable and it'll be very enjoyable. But when he lands himself there, he realizes he's completely numb. Now that smell and that odor and the mess and whatever else, but he got deceived by what he got covered with. 
person who first made sure what's beneath this, he won't get deceived by what's on the top. He's seen what's under it. So now he's passing by there, he's also seeing the same grass, but he knows what's under it. He knows this is a heap of dung here. So he doesn't even look in that direction. He feels very uneasy even just looking in that direction. If he's walking past through, he's taking a bit of a broad cut around it, so they don't pass too close to it also. Because he knows it's a heap of dung. Likewise, a person who has understood what sin is all about, Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with that basirat, with that inner sight, that he sees the reality of what sin is all about. So this is just a outward deception on top, is looking very lush, promising a lot of fun and enjoyment, but underneath it is all dung. Underneath it is only the problems and difficulties and turmoil and things that are going to turn his whole life upside down, things that are going to break his marriage, that's going to break the whole family apart, that's going to break his probably business apart, what not it will do. Oh, and then that is only dunya to you. The worst thing is it will Allah forbid topple his whole akhirat. Now the person who doesn't look at what's beneath this, he'll go headlong into it. And now when he's already in the problem, now he's thinking where I drop myself in. So this is the example of this deceptive enjoyment. It just gives a outer appearance of being very lush, outer appearance of a lot of enjoyment. But after that what? Person, shaitan, nafs, tempt him to commit some haram glances for example. Now why? Because the heart now is inclined that you know, I will enjoy looking at what I'm going to look at. So now nafs trapped him into that. Shaitan whispered all kinds of things and now he did that. So now how long is he going to look? Somebody is going to look for one minute, maybe ten minutes, how long? After that what? But then, then now he can't sleep at night. His heart is in this constant turmoil. And then with the effect of this haram, he even loses the enjoyment of the halal Allah has blessed him with. Now that halal wife Allah has blessed him with, he's going to be at loggerheads with her. This is something that has been experienced over and over again by many many people. And the Mashayikh have written about this. That a person who indulges in haram glances, his relationship, the relationship between spouses will get impacted. This is the effect of it. Now there will be all kinds of other things a person will be looking at, but he said this and she said that, and this happened and that happened, and all these things resulted in this argument and then this problem came about and what not happened. And we will be looking for all other kinds of uh, underlying causes and issues and often there are other, like, other causes as well but very often the underlying issue under the underlying issues so now sometimes you're looking for an underlying issue why this happened? because of this problem this happened, this argument took place and this argument led to this fight and this fight led to this problem so that argument was the whole problem but what's the underlying issue under the underlying issue? What what? part of this. This was sparked off by the impact and the effect of the haram glances. Everything has its impact. A person 
One person lit a match. He lit a match and suddenly that whole room almost exploded. This was the same thing. He lit one match. He was about to light something, whatever. So lit a match. The whole place exploded. Then he realized that that stove or whatever he was going to light, that gas stove, that was left on. That gas was escaping. Somehow he didn't smell it. That gas was escaping. It filled that whole environment. Now the whole environment was filled with that gas. Now that one strike of that match, that little spark, and that whole place came alight. But that was invisible. Couldn't see it. It was there, but invisible. Al-Mufti Shafi'i all these sins, these give off a gas, a, an evil gas, obviously as an example this is, but meaning it has its impact, it has its effects. Now something which apparently is even unrelated, which generally shouldn't cause any real issue, but that created a spark. And the gas around the person due to the sins, that exploded. Now he exploded in all kinds of vulgarity, he exploded in all kinds of obscenity, he started doing some all kinds of senseless things, but what, what caused him to behave in that manner? Why he went berserk like that? Often it is the impact of sins that gave off this gas around him. This evil that came into that environment, in his mind, in his heart, and he's now all around this is with him. Now this one thing became the spark. Now people are trying to look for the issues and the reasons and what, what really caused this. But many a times we don't look behind this. We're only looking at what is the asbab in terms of material things, in terms of physical issues, in terms of human matter. But in terms of what Allah Ta'ala has created another system, Darul Asbab is not just the Asbab we can see. There's also another level of Asbab beyond that. Righteous actions bring great barakat, great blessings. Person lives with taqwa, Allah Ta'ala makes that a means of muhabbat also. Makes it a means of muhabbat between him and people around him. Allah forbid, person is indulging in haram, that's a sabab also. That saps away all the barakat. And that starts creating all kinds of problems. But now that is an unseen link. He can't see it. I did this action and it resulted in that effect. Nowadays we are in this wireless world. People are sitting in one corner of the world. One person said, no, he is some relative. If he goes overseas. And from overseas he opens the curtains of his house. And he's pressing something and some buttons, whatever. And the curtains are being opened. The lights are being switched on. And then in the morning the lights are being switched off and the curtains are whatever. All this is happening from another part of the world. This whole wireless system. Now, if this wireless system can have all these impacts, Allah Ta'ala created this system between insan and his amal and the amal and the effects. Allah Ta'ala created it long, ever since Allah Ta'ala created insan. There is apparently no link, but the link is there. The kind of amal, that's the kind of effects. So now the person is getting involved in this vice and sin is creating a situation around him then it takes something to spark it off. Now when it sparks off all kinds of issues and all kinds of problems we're looking for the underlying cause but often we're not looking where it's supposed to be found. 
but that self reflection one person wrote Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Sahib Rahmatullahi and many things and he was involved mashallah in some deeny khidmat and whatever else and then things just went haywire so now he's writing that I was involved in all this now currently I am plowing the fields that was now that oxen I got to drive those oxen and stand on the plow and make sure it plows well this is what I mean I wrote to him and replied to him you should ponder very carefully that what brought you away from that position that Allah Ta'ala addressed you with in terms of being involved in the service of Deen and put you behind the tails of oxen plowing fields the halal occupation that too is something Allah Ta'ala makes it a means of halal risk for somebody but that didn't happen that a person was involved in something much superior and he suddenly came over here without any apparent without any reason behind it just think about it something has dropped you from there to here what was it? so now this self-reflection this pondering within oneself that this where did it come from? did I bring this about on myself? is this something I sparked off? are my amal the catalyst to all this? So this is the very important aspect and this is the message that Razad is giving here that sometimes we get deceived by this lushness what appears to be lush but where is this thing what's appearing to be lush where is growing out of? It's growing out of this dung a person is going to go to try and relax on that lush what's appearing to be lush he's going to sink into that dung and when he sinks into that dung now he realizes where he put himself in and all that lushness all disappears so this is the message that don't get caught up in this don't allow this to deceive one بس گناہ بھی دیکھنے میں ایسے ہی خوبصورت معلوم ہوتے ہیں اور ان کی لذت بھی اتنی ہی دیر کی ہے سسٹنز آلسو is just this momentary so called enjoyment and once that is over then اس کے بعد اللہ کے قہر و غضب کے سوا کچھ نہیں مل سکتا then apart from the wrath of Allah Ta'ala and the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala there is nothing else that a person gets شیطان گناہوں کی لذتوں کو خوبصورت کر کے دکھاتا ہے وہ چاہتا ہے کہ تم اللہ کے راستے پر نہ چلو لیکن اللہ اور اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کیا فرماتے ہیں انہوں نے پہلے سے خبردار کر دیا کہ شیطان تمہارا کھلا دشمن ہے so he explains that شیطان he beautifies sin is like person saw something shiny in the distance looked like something very very valuable he went and he quickly grabbed it quietly but when he grabbed it inside it was all filth and mess now somebody had put it into very shiny paper it was very attractive from the outside looked like something very very valuable inside but inside it was only mess so this is what shaitan does he wraps the mess of sin with the covering of the dece- deceptive covering of enjoyment but the covering is a covering the covering is doesn't give anything what is inside is what is actually meant to be taken now if inside is something worthwhile inside is something good the covering is just put aside that is what is taken now you open it inside is only mess now you are going to be affected by that so this is what shaitan does he wraps up this mess of sin with a shiny covering of deceptive enjoyment 
Now a person gets towards that and falls into the big problem. So therefore, Allah says that shaitan, this is what he, he invites in this direction. But Allah Ta'ala and Allah Rasul have already warned us that remember shaitan is your open enemy and we are your friends. So don't fall into what shaitan has invited you towards. Dushman ke kehne se dost ka peman Example is giving, on one side is your enemy and the other side is your friend. And your enemy is saying, you come to me. So you're deciding, okay, let me break the friendship with my friend and go to my enemy. Now, which intelligent person does this? He knows this is his enemy, but now he can't have both. So now to choose, now, one side is his enemy, so now to go to the enemy, he says, okay, let's break the friendship with the friend. This is the height of foolishness. Dekh le ke kisse rishta tora aur kisse jora. Hazrat Purpuri rahmatullahi is jumle par rone lagte the. Hazrat says in this situation thing, who I have connected myself to and from who I broke myself off. I have broken my relationship from Allah Ta'ala in order to join it with shaitan. From where I broke off and where I joined up. I broke my relationship from Allah Ta'ala and I joined myself to shaitan. Hazrat says, Hazrat Shaykh Hazrat Shah Abdul Ghani Pulpuri Rahmatullahi Whenever he would, this, this particular line would come, Kisse Rishta Tora or Kisse Jora, he would start crying on this. That who did we break off from and where we joined ourselves? Allah Ta'ala blessed us with everything. Allah Ta'ala is our creator, sustainer, nourisher. And every moment, countless bounties Allah Ta'ala is showering upon us. And we break our friendship from Allah Ta'ala in order to join Shaitan. What a level of disloyalty this is. Shaitan ke kehne mein aakar Allah se rishta tor rahe ho aur dushman se jor rahe ho that due to the deception of Shaitan we breaking the relationship from Allah Ta'ala and joining it with our enemy Shaitan ke harbe mukhtalif hai kabhi ye gunaho ki lazzat dikha kar Allah se rishta tor deta hai kabhi makhluk ke taan o tashni ka khauf dila kar Allah se dur kar deta hai I say Shaitan has various different strategies he uses all kinds of plans and tricks. Among his tricks, one is he deceives a person with the deceptive enjoyment, so-called enjoyment of sin. No, you get a lot of fun here. So now the person chases after that fun and he falls into the biggest problems of his life. That's one trick of shaitan, trap of shaitan. The other is, if I'm going to start doing the right, what's good, what's correct, Oh, this person might criticize me, and that person might have some comments, that person might say something, say, you also now becoming a very big buzruk now, and you want to become like a super hero, you carrying on for your, another category, all kinds of comments people will make, I don't want to now get myself into this comments of people, and hear all this, so now that's another trap of shaitan. One trap is that he brings the sin in front, the other trap, the fear of people's criticism, people's comments, people making some mockery, both are shaitan's steps. And a person who is truly concerned about connecting himself to Allah wa ta'ala, then he neither gets involved in that sin, nor he falls into this type of shaitan and worry about people's comments and criticism when he's trying to do something which is correct.
فنیشو فن دس ون لاس ملفوظ اچھے اور برے اخلاق کے ثمرات دا ریزلٹ آف گڈ کیریکٹر اینڈ بیڈ کیریکٹر حدیث پاک میں ہے لاخیر من لا یقلفو ولا یقلف مشکات اس شخص میں کوئی بلائے نہیں جو نہ کسی سے محبت کرتا ہے نہ لوگ اس سے محبت کرتے ہیں حدیث شریف اور رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے نو گڈ ان دا پرسن ہو ڈزنٹ گو لو اینڈ از ناٹ لو ہو ڈزنٹ لو اینڈ از ناٹ لو بفور فردر ایکسپلیننگ دس حدیث شریف نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے لسن ٹو ون مور حضرت سے لسن ٹو ون مور حدیث اور رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے زمانے میں دو عورتیں تھیں سمری آف دیٹ what is mentioned here then is that in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam there were two women both these women their condition was reported to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam one woman it was mentioned about her that mashallah she does a lot of optional ibadah lot of nawafil etc very very engaged in amal tasbihat and tilawat etc but unfortunately her akhlaq is very poor She's all the time causing some difficulty to the neighbors, to the family people, to people inside the house, outside the house, wherever and anywhere. She's always causing some kind of problems to people. And very, very bitter tongue, saying things which are very hurtful. But on the other side, she has a lot of ibadah. So, what is the position of this woman? So Rasulullah Wasallam replied and said, she will be in Jahannam. So Nabi Salaam gave her the warning of Jahannam. In other words, if she doesn't correct this, doesn't make amends, this is where she's headed. Ah, kaha gaya tahajjud, kaha gayi tilawat, kaha gayi namaz, kaha gaya roza. So saying, now where, subhanallah, where did all the tahajjud, tilawat, nafil salah, the nafil fast, where did all this go? All this got lost because of the poor akhlaq. And now she's ending up in Jahannam. That the person who has bitter character, jo akhlaq ka karwa ho, this bitterness now has become the person's nature, then such a person is far away from Allah Ta'ala. Then another person was now also mentioned, another woman was also mentioned, that this woman does the basic necessary aspects, her faraiz, wajibat, farab, sunnat, imakkada, etc. all done. All the necessary things are all completed. She does a little bit of other amal as well. She is not excelling in nawafil and so on. She may not be spending half the night in tahajjud and so on, making a few rakats, but she is not excelling in all this. But at the same time, she has excellent character. She is somebody who has beautiful akhlaq, an excellent character, and everybody is very happy about her character. Nabi Salaam was asked about this woman. He said, this woman is a jannat. So this is the lesson that was given regarding this two. Now coming back to the original discussion, the actual discussion where the discussion comments, لا خير في من لا يألف ولا يؤلف. So he explains about this, that think about, ponder over this Hadith Sharif, what it started off with. Most of the time the problem is, everybody is saying, but I am cheated in this way, so that's why I react. He says, no, that's not the case. The Hadith Sharif says, there's no good in that person who does not love 
and is not loved. It starts off with what he does. Does he give off good character? Is he giving mahabbat? He is giving bitterness and he is expecting other things. It starts off with me. What am I doing? Each one has to reflect. Am I giving what I am supposed to give? Then if somebody else is not fulfilling their role, but if this continues, Allah Ta'ala will change that heart. But in any case, that is that person's matter between them and Allah Ta'ala. And dunya is dunya after all, everything doesn't go as per like clockwork and by the book. Some people do it by the book and somebody go against the book too. So we need to be within what we are supposed to do. Allah Ta'ala will open the hearts of others around and we'll find that happiness, that muhabbat, that peace and serenity that we are looking for. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala bless us with amal to the tawfiq of making amal upon all these aspects that we discussed. Allah Ta'ala fill our hearts with that nur that has been mentioned and save us from all those things that will distance us from Him. Allah Ta'ala bless us all and keep us steadfast on deen. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين المذكر فرشو من السطي من السطي من السطي من السطي reported in the hadith sharif that the person who recites la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah what this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will cause chant in the topic of righteous actions and this will become a means of this great honor save him from sin as well and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of qiyamah so we should try inshallah to make this as part of our daily ma'amul daily practice that we make this tasbih hundred times la ilaha illallah in our homes in our own time but we try to keep constant with this Allah Ta'ala give us perfect beside the root la ilaha illallah muhammadun rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين اله العالمين يا الله مصطفى الموس غريشس مسكاي مصلفي الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف يا الله الله فوجيف اول او بي جي باي ذا الله فوجيف ذا سنز وي ديد ديليبرتلي اند مستيكلي الله الله فوجيف اور فاميليز يا الله فوجيف اور فريندز اند ريليتيفز يا الله Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah show your maghfirat on the ummah ya Allah. Show your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah. Allah guide us and guide the entire ummah to those amal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab ya Allah. Ilahul alamin guide us to the sirat al-mustaqim ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on sirat al-mustaqim ya Allah. Save us from all the deviations ya Allah. Save us from the sins and vices ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves with the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ahim. Fa'innaka in takilna ila anfusina, takilna ila da'fi wa zambi wa awrati wa khati'ah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our iman, Ya Allah. Protect our amal, Ya Allah. Protect our life, health and honor, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the iman, amal, life, health and honor of every mu'min, Ya Allah. Protect the wealth of every mu'min, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Keep us on iman, Ya Allah. Take us on kamil iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of khiyamat with iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with la ilaha illallah. Muhammad Rasulullah Allah take us from Tawbah and Nasuh Ya Allah Take us from perfect Iman Ya Allah Allah make our qabars gardens of Jannah for us Ya Allah Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen all those who have passed away make their complete Maghfirat Ya Allah Raise their stages in the Akhirat Ya Allah Allah all those who are sick give them shifai kamilah, ajilah, mustamirah, daimah Allah remove every trace of their ailment Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah Allah unite the hearts of the Ummah Ya Allah Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, you know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's jai's needs from the ghaib, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove the anxieties, the sorrow, the grief, the worry, Ya Allah. The depression and tension, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill the homes with tranquility and peace and happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us all the khair that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begged for. Allah, save us from everything that he sought refuge from, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله